We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Right now, all over the country, and I see this unfolding from coast to coast, north, south, east, and west, there is a new battle raging to criminalize poverty and homelessness. We see it happening all over the country. Donald Trump is weighing in. But the epicenter of this battle is actually in Austin, Texas, where the city started to undo all of their laws that basically criminalized poverty and criminalized homelessness. And the Republican governor, remember, who is supposed to love local rights, is now trying to wage a war to force Austin to criminalize homelessness. Let me unpack and explain it and give us some action steps. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. What I'm about to say, I have said here on The Breakdown many, many times. But for most of American history, conservatives have always said that they believe in the local control of government. They even go back and say, hey, the Civil War, it wasn't really about slavery. It was. It was really just about our deep desire to be able to control our local governments. They said that in the 1860s. They said it in the 1960s. They said it a decade ago. But now that progressives and Democrats and liberals are controlling almost all of America's cities, all of a sudden, they no longer really care about local control, particularly in states where Republicans and conservatives are the governors. They now want to enforce their own conservative standards on cities in a way that they've never done in the entire history of this country. And Austin, Texas, is one of the wealthiest, most prosperous cities in Texas. I love Austin. Many of our listeners are from there. It's a beautiful, rich place. It's not only one of the most prosperous cities in Texas. They took the bold step of decriminalizing homelessness. And what that means is there are not one or two, but sometimes dozens, sometimes even hundreds of laws that basically criminalize the small behaviors of homeless men and women and children and families and others. And they have taken the step, which is so important for every city to do, to say, hey, we don't love homelessness, but it's not a crime. Poverty should never be a crime. And as much as people may find homelessness and homeless people to be a nuisance, it's not a crime. And the real public policy issue is how do we solve the issue itself? Not how do we criminalize it, but how do we solve it? And Austin, Texas took many different steps to say, hey, we're going to decriminalize this. 
only now to be threatened by the governor and by police unions to say, hey, if you don't begin arresting homeless people who are sitting down in public, I I mean that literally, sitting down in public, laying down in public, walking in certain places in public, if you don't begin arresting them, we're going to send state troopers into your city, into Austin, and we're going to arrest them yourself. The governor is now saying, hey, if you don't roll back the decriminalization of people too poor to put a roof over their heads, we're going to send in state troopers and we're just going to do it ourselves. We'll create state laws that override your local laws and we'll just send state troopers in there to arrest homeless people wherever they see them. In June of 2019, the Austin City Council passed an ordinance to change the city's ban on sitting, lying, or camping in public spaces. The ordinance also changed the city's ban on panhandling, and the ordinance was proposed as a means of addressing the problem of people being arrested and charged with crimes simply for being homeless, doing what homeless people do, what they, homeless people have to have a seat, okay? Like, there is, there is no option. They have to sit down, just as all of us who have homes also need to have a seat. The homeless also need to have a seat. The, the homeless also need somewhere to lay down. And just because it's a nuisance does not make it a crime. It being a nuisance is more an indictment on us than it is on them. They need our help. The ordinance also aims to help the city uh, refocus and reduce the unnecessary and aggressive contact between police and, and homeless people. Yesterday, Austin's major departments reported that there is no increase in crime because of this. Zero. No increase in communicable diseases, no increase in feces or needles in the parks. These are the things that conservatives say that, excuse my language, conservatives say uh, these cities are covered in shit and piss. No, they're not, actually. Actually, Austin is a beautiful, wonderful place. And if there were restrooms that people could use, that would never be a problem. But what an analysis of Austin found is there was no increase in crime, no increase in any kind of disease, no increase in feces or needles in the park, no additional human waste under the underpass. Nothing changed. In other words, there is no public safety, no public health, or no public order crisis. It is completely manufactured by conservatives. Homelessness is a crisis, and the answer is not its criminalization. And what we have to do For this Republican manufactured crisis, what we have to do is find a way to fight back in smart ways. It is actually, and and maybe you haven't been paying attention, but it is actually a part of a new national strategy to reelect Trump, where conservatives, particularly on Fox News and on talk radio, are regularly talking about the waste all over America's cities and America's cities are falling apart at the seams. Basically, it is a way that they are trying to make people who don't live in America's cities feel great about themselves by saying, 
if you ever travel to Austin, if you ever travel to, to New York, if you ever travel to Brooklyn or Detroit or, or Chicago, if you ever travel there, you, you're going to see needles everywhere. You're going to see big piles of human feces everywhere. It's just not true. It is a complete fabrication. And of course, homelessness is a problem. But again, the response is not to criminalize it. But here's what, they're not even so interested in criminalizing it. They're not even interested in how our cities look, feel, smell. They're not interested in that. They're just using it as a political football. And it's just a part of a larger national strategy to get Donald Trump elected. And, and Democrats must not fall for the hype because the stakes are so high. Let me break down for you. Let me break down just what's going on in Austin because it is really at the center of this battle. Let me break it down. Break it down. Part of what I need us to understand is that when we see problematic stuff going on in our country, there are responsible people. People cause America's problems. So when we see this problem of poverty and homelessness being criminalized, like it's not a problem without a responsible person. It comes from somewhere. It comes from people. It's the chairman of the Travis County, that's in Austin, the Travis County Republican Party, that is the leading voice calling for a rollback of Austin's decriminalization of sitting, lying, and camping. Now, the leading social media voice is the Republican candidate for District 47. And Donald Trump has announced plans to, quote-unquote, clean up the homeless by rounding them up and putting them in, these are his words, government-backed facilities. I, I don't feel good about that whatsoever. Trump's economic advisors fed the frenzy with a report blaming homelessness on overregulation, on too many homeless shelters, and on decriminalization. Now, here's the thing. The nation's democratically controlled cities, especially Austin, are in fact some of the most popular places to live and visit all over the country. And no Fox News Republican slander campaign is going to change people's actual experiences. People love Austin. This past week, in a ridiculous KVUE story, a local news story there in Austin, a reporter tried to find a downtown tourism problem, and the reporter was going, the reporter was going all over Austin. I saw the report trying to find tourists to say, yeah, this city's falling apart. And they couldn't find anybody. And here's a quote from them. It says, while tourists that we spoke to don't seem to mind and say there are fewer homeless people here than their own hometowns, business owners are still worried. Let me interpret what the local reports say. And if you didn't know this, more and more and more, all the local television stations are being bought up by conservatives and they are using them as tools for propaganda. They said, hey, we actually came here all to downtown Austin to find some tourist who would complain and they actually loved it. But we hear that there are some business owners who are worried. And then they went and talked to business owners who also said they couldn't find the problem. They were just worried about it. Why are they worried about a problem they cannot find? Because Donald Trump, party chairs, party leaders, local, local conservatives 
are creating it. It is, it is a figment of their imagination. Here's the thing. Homelessness in Austin is a function of the high value people place in this city. The rapidly increasing home values and rents make it hard for people who want to be there to be housed. And this is a huge part of the nation's struggle to address the gap between rich and poor. People want to be in Austin as they should. I live in New York. People want to be here. But it is it is at the point where even with a minimum wage full-time job, it is almost impossible to keep your head above water in this city. And here's what we know. When politicians talk about criminalizing homeless and homelessness, they're talking disproportionately about people of color. While the city of Austin is now less than 7% black, homeless Austin is somewhere between a third to 40% black on any day. Did, did you catch that? The city is less than 10% black, but its homeless population is nearly 40% black. And so again, when we're talking about criminalizing poverty and homelessness, instead of treating it and coming up with actual sustainable solutions, they criminalize it. And it's easy to criminalize something, particularly when it's primarily people of color that are experiencing it. Human decency recognizes that sitting and lying down are necessary activities for human life and that non-aggressive solicitation is actually constitutionally protected. No matter what you say, it is legal for someone to ask for your help. Listen, I get it all of the time. And instead of being angry by it, I have compassion, even if I'm not able to help in that moment. Instead of thinking, lock them up, clear them out and send them away somewhere. I, I see that in my heart breaks. And here's the thing. At the point in which these men, women and children are criminalized, if, if you have not seen the studies, some studies show that as many as 75 percent of America's homeless are struggling with mental illness. They do not need to be sent to America's jails and prisons. Jails and prisons are already chewing up people and spitting them out. They are horrible. They do not have the capacity to treat and care for people with mental health problems, particularly not the chronically homeless, who have unique issues that need to be addressed in, in places that were built and designed just for them. And our cities all over the country are developing some of the smartest, most compassionate homeless shelters to help people wherever they can transition from out of homelessness into a sustainable way of life. Many people that are homeless, and if you had ever just had a conversation or two with someone struggling with homelessness, many of them just can't get out of it. They want to desperately, but our systems were really not designed to get them out. Now, here in just a second, I want to break down this issue just a little bit more and give us a few quick action steps on how we're able and how we're going to be able to back people in Austin. But first, I want to tell you about who today's episode is sponsored by. This is just our second sponsor, and we're proud to have them on board. 
Today's episode of The Breakdown is sponsored by my friends at Mac Weldon. Listen, I am a simple guy. I'm a jeans and t-shirt kind of dude. I'm not even into name brands, but I'm at a point in my life where I appreciate quality, simple things. And for my whole life, I have bought the cheapest underwear, socks, and t-shirts that money could buy. And I never gave it a second thought until I realized that you could spend just a little bit more and get essential items that are being designed better, that are more comfortable, and that last longer. That's what I love about Mack Weldon. I went to MacWeldon.com just last week, placed my very first order there. Now listen, they've got pants and jackets and hoodies, but I just got socks and drawers and T-shirts, and I love them. I'm wearing some of that stuff right now. Right away, they are the best socks, the best drawers, the best T-shirts that I own. The website was super easy. The reviews they have on there are real. And I'll absolutely be placing another order again. And listen, if you're buying some items for a man in your life or if you need some items for yourself, I have a very special deal just for our listeners. For 20% off of your first order, go to MacWeldon.com. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N, MacWeldon.com, and enter the promo code BREAK. B-R-E-A-K, and place your order. You'll get 20% off of your entire order. And when you get it, send me an email. Let me know how it goes. I want to make sure that you love what you got, all right? MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code BREAK. In Austin, not only do we have a disproportionate number of homeless people that are black, the cycle of giving someone a ticket to come to court to pay a fine for camping or sitting or lying down, that cycle puts people in a very vicious place. If a person doesn't have the money, if the person doesn't have the money to live, to feed themselves, how in the hell are they going to pay the ticket? So here's what we see. In Austin from 2014 to 2016, 18 1,000 tickets were given for violations of the three primary ordinances where they give people, primarily homeless people, tickets for sitting down, trying to lay down and get some rest, or camping out, which just means sleeping outdoors. 18,000 tickets were issued. Guess what? 90% of people that were given those tickets failed to respond to them, did not pay them, and then consequently were given court orders to appear in court, 90% of people did not show up. Of course they didn't. Where are they getting their notices? Where are they getting information? Where are they going to get the money? Like giving a homeless person a ticket may be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It It is illogical. Giving a homeless person a citation for their homelessness, then expecting them to pay it, is not just ignorant. It is a waste of paper. It's a waste of administrative activity. It's a waste of the the time of law enforcement who could actually be working to solve real crimes. Ticketing 
homeless people or families is preposterous. But we see over and over and over again, it continues to happen, not just in Austin, but all over the country. And here's what I know, and this is where it gets complicated, and here's where our action steps come in. Police unions are fighting back on the rollback. You know, Austin rolled back the laws that they had and said, hey, listen, we're just not going to criminalize homelessness and poverty. We're just not going to do it. Well, the police unions are fighting back, and let me explain that. Why are they fighting back? Just think about it for a minute. It's not a public safety issue. Even their own police departments released reports. It's not a public safety issue. Police unions, they need these jobs. And when we all of a sudden begin to decriminalize poverty, decriminalize homelessness, decriminalize marijuana, decriminalize weed and other drugs and possession, decriminalize addiction, decriminalize sex work, when we begin to decriminalize these things, all of a sudden, guess what you also need to do? We probably need to let go half of America's police. And they know that that's coming. They know that the next thing coming is that as we roll back thousands and thousands and thousands of America's worst laws, which are inhumane and outrageous, that are a part of the war on drugs, the so-called war on poverty, all this foolishness where they basically just criminalize all of it, police unions know that their wealth and livelihood depends on it. And so every time we try to fight back against this, that, or the other being criminalized, they are there to fight for it to be criminalized because that's how they make their money. So let me tell you about our action steps. Action, 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 steps, take action, 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 steps. What I need you to understand is that criminal justice system we now call it the legal system it it is not one big system but if you heard my podcast where i broke this down all the way it's actually 30,000 microsystems it functions city by city and county by county and so when we fight for reform we often have to fight for it on the city level and so you may not be in texas you may have never been to austin but i need this to matter for you because what happens in austin impacts what happens in texas it impacts what happens in states with conservative governors. If they are able to fight back on the state level after the city council in the city of Austin said, listen, we're not going to criminalize poverty. We're not going to criminalize homelessness. If the state is able to force this on them, we're going to see that all over the country. What we see right now is police unions are fighting back against the mayor and the city council of Austin. The governor, Governor Abbott, is now fighting back with all types of fear-mongering saying he's going to send in state police, that he's going to find a way to get a state law to force them to criminalize homelessness, to make it a mandatory state crime, to sit down in public. Are you serious? How, how are you really going to measure that? To lay down in public? So are you going to, who are you going to give tickets for laying down? If you have preppy white folk in a park that are laying down having a picnic, are you going to give them a ticket? Do people have to look a certain kind of way? Do you have to perceive them to be homeless to give them a ticket if they're just hanging around? It's a problem. You see the problem, right? And here's the thing. Put all of that energy and effort into ending homelessness. Provide affordable housing for people. Provide therapy and mental health services. Provide job preparation, transitional services. 
do the other things, but we don't need poverty and homelessness to be criminalized. And today I have a very, very simple action step. I want you to call Austin's mayor. I hear he's a great man. His name is Steve Adler. I've heard great things about him, but let me tell you what Steve Adler's hearing right now. He is hearing hard and heavy, as loud as you could imagine, from police unions, from police officers, from uh, uh, state officials, from the governor, from Donald Trump, from the Republican Party. He's hearing loud and clear that he is being told, period, point blank, dot com, that he needs to roll back these laws and again, make it a, a crime to be homeless in Austin. He needs to hear from people who don't believe that. Just this week, the city council and the mayor are again being pushed to roll back this ordinance. Already, a couple members of the city council are trying to roll back the ordinance as they begin to get pressure on them from the Republican Party. Here's all I want you to do today. Please call the mayor, Mayor Steve Adler, and ask him not to roll back the ordinance. Tell him that Austin needs to protect its most vulnerable people from those that just want to jail them and for those who are somehow bothered just by seeing poor people. Listen, poverty is a problem. Let's solve it. Homelessness is a problem. Let's solve it. But we cannot criminalize it. I want you to make a friendly phone call to Steve Adler. Please do this. Do this for me. Call 512-978-2100. 512-978-2100. Ask to speak to Mayor Steve Adler or someone in his office. And if you've never made our calls before, even if you have, let me go over some things with you. If you've never made the calls before, we're always friendly and courteous. Kindness works. Meanness doesn't. If you say if you're if you are mean or angry and say something really, really smart and powerful, they're not going to hear you. We are kind and compassionate on our calls, no matter who's on the other end. We are firm. We are prepared, but we are kind in how we do it. Call Mayor Steve Aller's office at 512-978-2100 and let the office know. Let them know that you want to speak to Mayor Steve Adler or someone in his office. Say that you'll hold if you have to. And and don't just allow them to hang up. If you have to leave a message, try to leave it with an actual person. Leave your real name. Leave your real number. Let them know that you care. Let them know that you love Austin. Whatever you have to do, whatever you have to say. But I also want you to send a basic email, a personal email to Steve Adler. Here is his email address, all right? It's steve.adler, A-D-L-E-R, steve.adler at austintexas.gov, steve.adler at austintexas.gov. And just let him know, hey, Mayor Adler, I appreciate all of your hard work and service for the city of Austin. I've heard great things about you. I've heard you're a good mayor, that you're a compassionate and kind mayor. Mayor Adler, I've also heard that you're being pressured to criminalize homelessness again, even though your city has already rolled that back. Mayor Adler, I just want you to hear from me. Stay the course. Stay encouraged. Don't give in to that. People are counting on you all over the country and all around the world. Can you say something like that to him? Steve.Adler at AustinTexas.gov. Let me know how it goes. Shoot me an email. Send me a text. DM me somewhere, wherever you are. Reach out to me and let me know how it goes. 
Call him one more time, Mayor Steve Adler, 512-978-2100. Email steve.adler at austintexas.gov. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Thank you all for making it all the way through this episode of The Breakdown. And if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, we'll be right back here every single weekday, breaking down important news stories and issues. And we'd love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast apps like Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please, please share this podcast with your friends and family because our next big goal is to get to 100,000 subscribers and we're not going to get there without you. Of course, thank you so much to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star whose generosity even makes this podcast possible. We love you all and appreciate you so very much. And if you love this podcast and you want to support our work, or you want to see the show notes and transcripts for each episode, we'd love it if you'd consider becoming a founding member of our community. You can do that right now at thenorthstar.com. There we not only have all of our podcasts, but now over a thousand of original articles and stories and commentaries from some of the leading scholars and thinkers and journalists in the world. Lastly, a shout out to our associate producer, Lysandra, and our podcasting director and senior producer, Willis, for their hard work on this and every episode. Take care, everybody. This podcast is brought to you by Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce. A great sauce starts with the best ingredients. Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce is that great sauce. Inspired by our founder's original recipe, Ragu Old World Style Traditional Sauce is made with delicious ingredients, including vine-ripened tomatoes, chopped onions, garlic, and olive oil, simmered together for the authentic taste you and your family will want to come back to. For recipes, sauces, and mealtime inspiration, visit ragu.com.